Hello and welcome to the Bailey and Harding Ultrasound System. I'm Anna Harding. I'm Ali Bailey. This is episode 36. Flickety sticks, 36. Hmm? <laughs> Do you know what that reminds me of? What? Have you ever heard of Stick It and Flick It? Is that about the dog poo? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm not an it's advocate a... of Stick It and Flick It. I but... am. I am. If you're out and about on a, like, trail... Like where there's no animals and like it's like the middle of nowhere and then and you can stick it and flick it. That's you what could, I could, but it's also really it's really bad for the environment because if it washes away and gets into the soil, oh, dog poo is really bad for the environment. Yeah, because yeah, dogs are vegan, are they? Most of them. <laughs> no, no. Yours Forget isn't. That. Forget that. I don't stick it and flick it. I'm vegetarian. No, I know. No, your dog. Oh no, my my dog is definitely not vegan. Oh no. no. Anyway, stick it and flick it. 36, stick and flick. Um, What's 36 in bingo terms? Pickety nicks. Pickety click. Clickety click. That's 66. 66. But whatever, it's 36 now. We are slowly creeping towards middle age or no, lower middle age, which is the 40 zone. Oh, yeah, I'm 36. Yeah, you bastard. Uh, This weekend, that's actually my grim, so we won't go into that. Hey, did you have a good weekend? What's your win? Um, I'm still looking at what the bingo call is for 36. Apparently it's three dozen, which is really boring. That's even right. Three dozen, 36. That's not even right. No. Um, So, what's my win? Yeah. I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. Who sings that song? I don't know, but that's actually a really good one. Should we add it to the playlist? Just going to add it, but I don't know who sings it, so I'm going to have to... And when I, I put remember, it live, it'll be like, I'm still alive. If, if you search for I'm alive, it comes up with Celine Dion. But um, it's not that. It's not that. Oh, songs from Stuart Little 2. Was that in Stuart Little 2? I remember there was once I a... I um, love Stuart Little. <laughs> there was once a, um, a TV advert that had that I'm alive in it. And I think it was a chicken that was like strutting along. Maybe it had avoided slaughter. I'm not sure. Have I made this up? Am I okay? You <laughs> little chicken that's avoided slaughter. Oh, I'm still alive. Stuart really Little, not Chicken Little. I said Stuart Little. Chicken Little is a great book and one that I am really excited to read to my baby. I feel like Chicken Little is quite disturbing. Henny Penny. Don't chicken. even. Ugh. The sky is falling. Exactly. The sky is falling. Exactly. It's like the first book. We read it as children. Yeah, I loved it. It's an anxiety-inducing child story. No. there is a character in it. Is it Henny Penny? He's like, the sky is falling in, the sky is falling in all the time. Yeah. That's anxiety-inducing. That's given me anxiety. (laughs) Don't read that to your unborn child. (laughs) Oh, maybe I'll read Damien Hall's book to it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That'll be less anxiety-inducing, won't it? Yeah. It's all right, we're all going to die and you're going to have no planet left to live on. Welcome to the world! Hurrah! Um, oh, I've got win, book. Yeah. I'm going to recommend alive. a book. going to recommend a book. This book is called The Happiness Trap. This book, is it right? by Brad Stolberg? Nope, it's Ross Harris. So okay. it's a brilliant book and it's one of the right. books I recommend in my book. And it starts, it's got lots of parts to it, but the first part, part one, is called, uh, can you hear me opening it? Why is it hard to be happy? Number one, chapter one, life is difficult. Yeah. The first sentence, being human hurts. 
it, it's true life is difficult do you know what like there's so many of these like memes and stuff that go around I was thinking this the other day where it's like if all you've managed to do today is stay alive and like b- breathe then you're doing all right you're, you're doing all right and I and I feel like sometimes we do um take that for granted a little bit like yesterday so we're recording this on the Tuesday after the national running show the national running show traditionally for anybody involved in it so like speakers um people who are hosting stages people who are hosting workshop areas that sort of thing traditionally the national running show is a phenomenal weekend but my god it is so tiring so like we're two days post show not even two days like a day in the morning and I feel like when I went to bed yesterday, I was like, oh, I did not achieve all that I wanted to achieve yesterday. And then I remembered that I did a 56 hour week last week. Yeah. And I'm like, you were actually oh, working on the weekend. Seven, I worked seven days in a row last week. I'm like, it's okay that I didn't do everything that I wanted to achieve yesterday because I also worked a full eight hour shift yesterday as well. So, um, so yeah, I, I think just to start off the pod with a little bit of positivity, if you're still breathing and you're still here, you're doing well all right. You are doing all right. We've added all this pressure on ourselves as we've developed as human as human species because back yeah. in the day, just staying alive was enough. Mm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I totally agree. And if you can't accept that life is hard, then you're going to have a bit of a problem, my friend. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, alive. I've got Pearl Jam, obviously. Did we yes. work on it was Chasing Status and Jacob's Banks. I think no. that's just a good one. I just think that would be good. Uh, Empire of the Sun, P.O.D., Bakar, Sia. That's probably a good one. It's not what I was thinking of, though. I'll, um, I'll go away. In fact, go away and some, ask. someone might know. I'm alive. I don't know what think you really added much to that, Ali. <laughs> I don't think I'm um, much to anything at the moment. <laughs> anyway, my win for this week, for today, um, for the last seven days, is that I am still alive. Um, and not in like a, you know, I'm not, I don't mean it. You can take that many different ways. But I just think that um, it's been a very busy few days, weeks, months, years. And, uh, and I'm just grateful that I'm healthy and happy and here. You were a energetic phenomenon at the moment, <laughs> whenever I saw you. <laughs> That's because I kept bothering you for photos. Yeah, no, you just what were like, you, you were just like, you just look like, I just, you just look like you'd just been plopped there. Like you hadn't been there all day and people hadn't been hassling you all day and you hadn't been hosting stages all day. It was quite, quite incredible. And you did there really was no awards. Oh, thank you. That was, um, yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun to host. So a lot of people have contacted me since the awards and said, hey, Anna, who won all the awards? Because actually there have been no like comms announced. So if you did vote in the awards and you don't know who won, Ali won coach of the year, which I was super. I tried not to squeal on the microphone when I announced her name. I won all the awards. I didn't win all the awards. <laughs> <laughs> it was so awkward, though, because Anna had to do this thing where she was like no speeches. And I felt like, am I allowed to touch her? Can I touch her? Can I give her a cuddle? A quickly wheel, just a little clampy cuddle. No, run off the stage. Nothing. Way. On off, off you go, off you trot. Um, but yeah, no, that was fun. But it was the first time that they'd ever done that, so it was always it was also like super nerve wracking because I'd been given like a list of info and like the background and all the rest of it from the the running show guys, which was great. But then 
it's one of those things like when you host stuff like that there's always stuff that crops up like literally with two minutes to go so for example there were I sort of stuck my head over the shoulder of the guy that was doing all the slides and there were slides that were coming up with the nominees and I was like oh should I be reading the nominees out and they're like yeah and I was like ah you didn't know I, you had to read the nominees out no and I was like I don't have that information on my clipboard and they're like can you read it from the screen and I was like I'll do it and I'll try and do it in a way that doesn't look completely obvious because the screens were flat and behind you <laughs> and behind me and I was like uh, yep yep I can, we'll make it work we'll make it work so yeah it was um it's one of those things it keeps you on your toes I love hosting I think it's it's just it's that like live environment where you just adjust and adapt and hey it's like ultra running <laughs> yeah I mean did you find that the uh what what is it like for you over at the running skill stage I honestly and I think a lot of people anecdotally it was massive that show this year and I just feel like I didn't I got as far as the green runners then that was it because then I was then my, that's where my mates are and I didn't get any further so yeah. how was the running skill did you get do you have to meet and greet a lot of people is there a lot of interaction like just give us a little five minutes on what it was like yeah so the running skill stage was awesome um just so just for everyone else's benefit who wasn't at the running show don't worry we're not going to be run show bores today no, but we not. are going to talk a bit about it because it has taken up a lot of our time over the last um however long so um the running skill stage so obviously we have all the different talks and stuff um throughout the days on saturday and sunday so we um i get to basically my job is to like introduce people on and off the stage so i have to like write little spiels about them and introduce them and like, give a bit of background but i also have to like speak to them before they go on of like do you want me to do that or is that literally your first slide because if that's mm -hmm. your first slide i'm not going to do it because i don't want to piss on your chips and you'll obviously do it better actually than me actually pissed on their chips <laughs> while they're talking and then, and then it's like you know do you then i have to set them up with the av stuff not particular not me personally so av audio visual um so there's a, a guy that sits there all weekend shout out to sam he was great he looks after the stage he looked after the stage for me this year and he basically makes sure that the right slides are loaded and that the microphone faders go up. But I'm, you know, then I'm talking to the guests before they go on. Do you want a handheld or do you need, are you holding something? Therefore you need a hands-free mic, get them mic'd up. You know, if it's a panel, it's like, okay, how many people are on the panel? How many microphones do we need? And then it's like, um, do you want questions afterwards? Do you want me to take the microphone round? So I was being like a roving microphone person in the crowd trying to get... Oh my God, you have to do everything. Questions, yeah. But like doing the questions from the audience is um, made more difficult when you are five months pregnant and you're trying to dash from one side of the room to the other and you're mm. like, sorry, sorry. Um, and, and then, yeah, then you take them off the stage afterwards. You like get everyone to give a big round of applause. Uh, direct them to whatever stand they're on and then um then you get like a little bit of downtime in between but you have to make sure that everything runs to time so like some people try and get like a little bit extra on their time they're like can we have five more minutes and I'm like no because the thing is it's not just for you and it's not just for the person who's on next it's also for me because it means that I can like go to the toilet mm -hmm. like so I've planned my day out of like where my toilet breaks are going to be and where I'm going to be able to grab some lunch so during some of the talks there are bits where I can sort of grab a bit of downtime but I've also got to make sure that I'm at the stage ready with the microphone mm -hmm. for whenever they go right questions mm -hmm. so and then in between, you know, loads of people sort of came up and said they loved the pod. Somebody had <laughs> so much pod love. It was gushing. It was like running down the rivers of the NEC with pod love. 
one of the first people I think on Saturday that came and spoke to me said, um, I, I need to have a word with you. And I was Ooh. like, oh, God. And they were like, yeah, just a bit of questionable advice that I heard on the podcast. I was like, I mean, just take everything that you hear from this podcast with a pinch of Did salt. they have a man in a suit with a clipboard next to them writing it all down? A lawyer. No, <laughs> but I, but literally I was like, fuck, what have we said? Because I was like, we give good advice. We're both professionals. And I was like, I don't care. I've got professional indemnity insurance. So if I've given bad advice and we've done it. Survive, we're done. We're fine. And I was like, what? And he was like, well, I heard something about finishing yourself off in the gym. <laughs> Of course, I then lost it. And was like, oh my god! I was like, oh my god! You've listened to today's episode already. And he was like, yeah, listen to it on the way here. I was like, oh my god! So he'd not yet had the opportunity to finish himself off with the gym. Oh, <laughs> oh god! I, I listened to that episode on the way home in the awful apocalyptic weather to try and yeah. calm myself. And uh, I did think, why didn't we call this episode "Finishing Yourself Off with the Gym"? <laughs> and I realised why we didn't call it that because we would get the wrong sorts of people to say so. Yeah, and also we don't want that sort of behaviour in gyms up and down the country. Thank you no, very much. Absolutely not, unless it's finishing your reps, guys. <laughs> that's what we so. were talking about. But that's interesting, and I think that is actually interesting to listeners because I think they see the running show and they see presenters on stage and all that stuff, and they see like and they think it's like almost like they're protected and like all they've got to do is go out and say something they come back but actually you're running around like a blue ass fly all day and it's completely exhausting oh and then when people come up to you you have to be really nice to them and not say I'm really just... sorry but i need to go to the toilet or really sorry but could you fuck off or really sorry but i've got to do this so there, there yeah. were a couple of of times i didn't i wasn't like really sorry but can you fuck off but like there were a couple of times where i was talking to somebody about something that was about to happen on the stage mm-hmm. i'd get like interrupted and and I'd be like, I'm really sorry, but can you just give me a mo? And then it's like, it's up to you whether you're going to hang around for that mo, because I don't know how long that mo is going to be because I'm just sorting out the stage. Um, so there were a couple of times when that happens. And I, I do just have to be like, sorry, like, not mm-hmm. not now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a shame, really, because um, like I don't get to see, like you, I don't get to see this, the rest of the show at all. The most I saw of it was literally walking over from the skills stage to the inspirational stage on the Saturday night to go and do the awards. Mm-hmm. I could kind of see all of the closed down stalls. And Neil came to pick me up on Sunday, which was so good. So I didn't have to get the train home because I think they cancelled all the trains as well because of the wind. Yeah. It was so, like, by the end, it was like, like, I packed everything up and, like, Carrie Wallace came in and she was like, I can't get home. She was getting in a car oh, with Emma Stewart and James yeah. and then Stu. It's great because there's a big Lake District contingent in that area, so they're yeah. all helping each other out. But poor Carrie, I don't even know if she's got back yet. It's Tuesday now. I don't oh. even know if she's back in Scotland yet. <laughs> she probably ran back. She'd run the yeah. rest of the way, wouldn't she? Yeah. But, um... Have you got a head torch I can borrow? She's going to run yeah. home. Okay. No. <laughs> she would definitely carry one on her at all times. She's the kind of, she's that kind of gal, I reckon. True that. But um, got one inbuilt in her skull. Yeah, that'd be really handy. Yeah, and Neil came and picked me up, and um, I was like, "Oh, I've seen people walking around with hex sausage bags." There's um, a hex sausages stand. Can you go and get some sausages, please? Because I really like them, and they might be slightly cheaper because we're at the show. And he went over to the stand, came back, and he was like, "It took me ages to find it because I didn't realise that the empty fridge I kept walking past was the hex stand." <laughs> had none left and I was like yeah that's kind of yeah I figured that would be weird I was asking podcast um, listeners to find me the weirdest and most ridiculous thing they could find on sale at the show right yeah running show yeah and um I was trying to record their responses but the noise the background noise is so loud because it was just noisy the whole time 
the heck sausages was when I was like, what? And there was this dog food company that was selling bags of dog food with your dog's name on. Mm. And someone told me they saw babies running socks for babies, but I actually think that they were for dogs. And um, there was this little man, I wasn't hallucinating, and he was by the ultrasound and he had like a shoe shining machine and like a yes. leather polishing brush. And I had my boots because I wore them for the awards and I looked down at them when I put them on to walk over to the stage. I was like, shit, they need a clean. And I was like, I've seen a man that cleans these because at first I thought that those were my closest toilets right at the very back. Mm. And I was like, oh, I wonder if the shoe shining man is still there so that I can get my shoes cleaned. What the fuck? Like, you're not going you, <laughs> to shine up your, your Trailfly G270s, are you? No. It was so weird. And, like, even, like, the, like, it was just, there was just a lot of weird stuff. I mean, I'm not, like, everyone was having a great time. And the, the great thing about the show is there's loads of interactive stuff to do now, like the Travelator yes, and, yeah. and, like, the Wolf Run thing. And there's loads of things yes. to do. And the workshops were great. Harrier did workshops. Um, Charlie Sponson was there doing, like, the sky running stuff. And um, he was doing lecky workshops. Uh, I was doing workshops. There's workshops wherever you looked, there was something to do. Mm. And I think that was what made it different this year. And also that's what made it so packed because people stayed yeah. longer because they were engaged yeah. in doing workshops and doing things. Exactly. Um, but yeah, heck sausages. No, I don't think, well, I can, I get it with the heck sausages. It is a weird one to put in a running show. But what I, I didn't know that you were asking podcasts. Um, I knew you were asking questions, but I didn't know what questions you were asking. Mm. And without knowing that that was what you were asking, I already had thought what was the weirdest thing that was sold at the running show. And when I was on my way back from your stand to my stage, I went past a stand and I took a, I did a double take at it and I was like, is that, is that rum? Oh yeah, someone told me about the rum stand. And I was like, did they think it was the national rumming show? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Why are you selling rum? It's, Hello, like, Dave. Did someone say rum? Something, something's been lost in translation. I think we're in the wrong place. <laughs> so we say run or run. Yeah, uh, and I was like, "That's a re- that's a really left field one." There's I think loads of zero beers. Like uh, yeah, Erdinger sponsored it, obviously. Yeah. And I was um and the the days I think it was the day one of the the Atlantic Brewing Company was with Good Gym. Yeah, but the, the rum. I don't see how much rum they sold. Yeah, I found that really weird, but. Yeah. Hey, um, how is it at your ultra awesome workshop area? So it's the first year that you've had that yeah. big place. It wasn't that it was big, mint. but it was mint. It was mint, wasn't it? Um, it was good. It was good. That was it was really nice to see to meet people. I wasn't. I didn't know how it was going to work. It worked really well. We had like four workshops. Um, I didn't want to ram them in, and then we had lots of mingling, lots of book signing and book buying, and um, yeah. And I I thought that by divvying out the workshops between people that I knew who were great and me not having to do them meant that I'd have loads of free time it didn't and I didn't see anything <laughs> and I didn't and literally I've got people sending me messages going sorry I didn't see you at the show and I'm like you were literally on the stand like two stands down from me but I totally understand why I didn't see them because you yeah. just don't see them no. um so it was great and they, then we got we managed to get Jack Scott in on Saturday um in fact there was a very good turnout from spine finishes very good so we had Jack on Saturday who I interviewed yeah. Made him cry on stage. Probably yeah. the highlight of my interviewing career. <laughs> I did have to kick him a number of times in the balls, but he did start crying at the end. Stop it. Um, Nikki Sphinx turned up on Sunday. I know. So I was doing a workshop with Emma Stewart, and Nikki's just stood there. And I'm like, and Emma crewed Nikki at the Barclay Marathon, so they're really good mates. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I was like, Nikki, do you want to sit down? Because you've just been running for 111 hours. <laughs> and she went, yeah, all right then. And I was like, I fact 
sit down at the front with Emma. Just got her, doorstepped her, and made her sit in the workshop. And it was what great. What a coup. It was such a coup. I was like, great, because those two, they were just literally talking about, they were talking to the pub about running, and everybody was That's just listening so nice. to it. And it was fascinating and amazing. So, yeah, it was just, a, it was great. And because that little area, the ultra area, it was like a little bunch of feral mountain people. Who, yeah. Who were like, we don't, well, look at us, we're the big city. Stuart Smith looked like a homeless man wandering around just looking for cups of tea with a sleeping bag on. And beers. And beers. Stuart Smith set up an emergency bivy in the, one of the aisles during his workshop, which I love. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> like an emergency tent. Like, what are you doing? Um, Brilliant. But that workshop was really well attended. They were all really well attended. And the best thing was the feedback was people had learned something. So Good. I think that's it. I think coming away inspired by the speakers and having learned something from the workshops, what a great way to spend your weekend. And I think yeah. That, the running show feedback that they've had is that people really enjoyed that stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Wins all round for everybody, isn't it? Excellent. Yeah. I know that's so good. Like over on the skills stage, like there are loads of like, you could just see the bright eyed people who were perhaps like maybe had just signed up to their first marathon this year and they were just sponges taking in all the information. There was a lady on the front row for most talks with a notebook making Whoa. notes. Yeah amazing i was that person at the first run show i was that person were you were yeah you presenting at the very first run show yeah the running the running channel didn't exist at the very first run yeah, but show. you were still anna the runner i was i was working as a journalist for global you and working so i got as a waitress at a cocktail bar <laughs> i was at the very first run show um and i went on a press ticket to go and interview Kelly Holmes, was it Kelly Holmes? I think she might have been there. I can't remember. Um, so I interviewed a few people, a few like uh, elites, but they were back in the day. It, it wasn't really there wasn't really like an ultra contingent there. That there was, was no like, there was no ultra because we Bad Boy Running had year? a stand. No second year. So Bad Boy Running had a stand, and I did a talk. But, yeah. but it was the second year we suggested it. That was the co- mm. that was the year just before COVID. And that's yeah. when we had Laz and Camille. Camille yes. messaged me. Camille messaged me and was like, oh man, I was so wish I'd been there. And I'm like, next year. We're getting there next yeah. year. Um, Amazing. We had John Kelly. We had Dan Lawson. It was so great. I feel like that was the year we actually made COVID happen because it was so yeah. in that area. Yeah. yeah. It was only the second year that the ultra thing happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so, yeah, I was there as a journalist, but because I was interested in running and I I think I was running London that year, I'd already, or was it? It was 2018. I'd already run two marathons. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to know how I could get my sub four because I still hadn't quite got there. So I remember going to like Anita Bean's nutrition talk and like writing down stuff about like carbohydrates and stuff. So, yeah, all the all the learns maybe fish out those notes maybe they'll be as good as not having a wash before marathon day no i think they're probably better than that yeah i think they are so anyway it was great we all had a great time um, did. here so next year next year i'll be more organized in fact i'm gonna put out a shout out now okay i would like us to find a ultrasound system social secretary yeah that'd be good wouldn't it i mm. i mean i nominate dean I mean, I nominated him. He was there schmoozing with everyone. The podcast pair, the pictures that he had with everybody, I was like, this guy. He sent me a voice note saying he'd been recognised three or four times. By I the, know. To the general public saying, you he's so famous. He is so, he's famous. so famous. Did you see his jeans? Did you see what he was dressed as? He looked Yeah, incredible. his bomber jacket was beautiful as well. I loved yeah. it. He yeah. And he bought us loads and loads and loads of Biscoff 
bloody brownies and other other brownies were available but um yeah but if it's not dean we need a social secretary now the role entails not being paid very much but all but getting loads of love not being paid at all and um we need you to help us to put together some social events so at the running show for you to go we're going to meet here all of us and have a photo or go and have a coffee or have a chat that sort of thing because i just yeah me and anna love this pod so much but I couldn't even get my ultra awesome lot together all my clients because I was no. like it's too much happening and every time like people came to say hi to me that like the pod that were like we listen I was like great thanks that's so nice like chat with them and whatever and then I was like if you want to see Ali you now have to go down there she's on the right hand side yeah so it was like yeah we were like uh ships in the night yeah so what I might do is put up a post at some point asking for applications for social secretary you need to actually do Wait. it I can't have you going, I want to do it, and then flimsying off. It's not lots of work. It's just like, let's find a race we can meet up at. Let's find a thing we can do. Just that sort of thing. That's all you have to do. It's not a lot. But I would like it if someone could take on that role, basically. Thank yep. you. We love you. Yeah. Um, what was your... Any grims to get in the bins? Any bins to get in? Any grims to wipe your face on? I would say that my get in the bin... So, uh, my grim, my grim is that I'm still not running. It's been a week and two days since I last ran. It's been and... one week since you had a run and a two days that's not been fun. Du, 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 du. Yeah. Is that song on the playlist? <sighs> Bare Naked Ladies. Is that Bare Naked s- Ladies? One We've week. talked about Bare Naked Ladies before. Um, and I don't know whether it made it onto the, um, onto the it's pod. It's Bare Naked Ladies. Onto the pod playlist. Um, it's already on. Yeah, so my grim is that I'm still not running, but I feel like, so I'm planning on going to Parkrun this weekend, even if I have to fucking walk it, but I am hoping that actually by resting it till Parkrun, which will be two full weeks off, which is only going to make it harder to get back into it at this stage of pregnancy, um, I feel like I'm just, I need to give it just a few more days. I'm not in as much agony with my injury now as I was but um I can still feel it it's still there so I'm just being sensible and just being like there's no point in digging myself into a hole and going back to where I was because back where I was was fucking painful did so, standing yeah. up all day at the running show not help though like, could you sit down should I bought my hammock standing up all day really helped oh great so Saturday was the first day of that week where I wasn't in seven out of 10 agony all fucking day. So I, th- I think that actually like sitting down or being sat down for long periods probably doesn't help. So all good. All good. Right. But yeah, grim, grim that I haven't been running because I, I feel it now. I am just a bit like, I felt like a bit of a fraud at the run show. Well, I think you're an inspiration to a nation. So there you go. What's your grim? I don't think I've got one. No. Do you know what? what? Here's, here's an interesting debate. <clears throat> we might have had this debate at dinner. When I was on the spine safety team, I met a bloke, right? He was yeah. uh he was part of a startup and they make gel for toilet paper. Oh. No, don't know the, about this. They make gel for toilet paper. The startup is called White. W-Y-P-E. I don't know why I'm advertising it by am. I was like Maybe they want you... to sponsor the pod. Yeah. I was like, that would be taking... a really good sponsor. Oh, wipe. Yeah. Yeah, because we talk about shit all the time. I know. They were like, he anyway. was like, I was like, you're taking the piss, mate. He was like, no. He lives taking in a warehouse. The, taking the poo. Yeah, taking the, he lives in a warehouse in Hackney, you know, like, I'm All like, right. this is a joke. You're Nathan Barley. So, no, it's like been on one of those programs, not Dragon's Den, but one of them. It's called Wipe. 
you get toilet paper, you put the gel on and then you wipe your bottom with it and it makes it all smooth and it's antibacterial. And I'm like, so it's hand sanitizer for your ass. He's like, no. And, we, and I was like, if you, but why do you not just use wet wipes? Like, where's toilet paper? And, he's, and he said to me, if you fell over and you got shit on your hands, would you wipe it off or wash it off? I was like, I just probably wipe it off my trousers. He's like, no, most people would wash it off. So this is basically like washing your butox after you have every poo. Then it came to my my attention that some people have to have a shower or a wash after every time they have a poo. Yeah, that is weird and wild. wild. How have they got time? I don't know. Right, but there's I've another got... there's another podcast host apparently, uh, Chris Ramsey, who says he has how. I, having listened, having been a long time listener to their podcast, I do believe that Chris Ramsey's need to have a shower after he's had a shit actually stems from some form of neurodivergence. So I think um, that might be slightly separate. However, Are you sure it hasn't stemmed from some sort of shitting himself incident? <laughs> no, no. Um, but the... Uh, you can't use wet wipes because they are really bad for the environment. I really know this. bad for the environment. I know this. I so know that's this. that's the first thing is like that's why they're putting gel on. But also, you've now raised a question to me: Why can't you just use hand sanitizer on your buttocks? Because it's ninety nine percent alcohol, and it was sting so? like a bastard. Why would it sting? Because the area around your buttocks is quite delicate, isn't it? I think do I want to try. I, it? I think I could do. Yeah. No, not now. Yeah. <laughs> not now. Oh my god, she's getting the hand sanitizer out. Right, report back. Don't put it on there now. I don't want to watch you do it now. I don't want to see you your butox now. Fine. Oh, I'll, God. I'll oh, report God. back. <laughs> I'll report back. Hey. People bleach their bum holes. Yeah, I know, but they probably, but, but I don't Does know. Does that sting? I don't know. I've never, I've never I bleached my bum hole. We're now in an area that I'm very much not comfortable with. I mean, I'm comfortable being what? in it, but I'm not comfortable in it happening to me. <laughs> I don't want anything bleached. Hey, your bump, is it getting furry? No. Furry? Furry. Yeah, it doesn't no. get furry. Oh. No. Question. I was hoping it would get furry. Pickle was hoping it would get furry. No. Um, so anyway, that's my grim is like that. It's just a, it's just like I didn't realise that people got so funny about like having shit on them. <laughs> <laughs> I think it depends what scenario you're in, what situation you're in as to whether you wash it off or wipe it off. If you're on a 20 mile run and it happens two miles in, you're going to wipe it off. And then by the time you get to the end of it, you'll probably have forgotten that you've got shit on your hands and then go and eat some chips. I think one of the, yeah, I think one of the, that you pissed on. I, <laughs> yeah. think that, I think that one of the things about endurance runners is we've got quite a, quite a sturdy makeup because our hands are always dirty. So we have Great immune systems. Yeah. Great immune systems. So when we get ill, we get really ill. We don't get yeah. silly ill. We just get really no. ill. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, are you a washer or a wiper? There's going to be some sort of question. That's all it's going to be. So you have to listen to this pod to know what we're talking about. Yeah, but it depends. It depends. Like I say, it depends on the scenario. It's the open up a debate. It'll open up a mass debate all over our channels. And that's like, oh, what if you pick up when you go to pick up poo and like you get a bit on the side of the bag, but you don't realise. And then you go to tie the bag up and then you end up with poo on your hands. That's the worst so is when you're, you do the poo in the winter especially. And then you're like, oh, I just hold on to the poo when I'm running because I'm like hand warmer. the dog, hand warmer. And then you grip the poo a bit. Oh, no. And then you end up with holes in the poo bag. Like, I've or, never done that. Have you ever done this? Uh, where you get in your car, there's no poo bins. The National Trust sites don't have poo bins anymore. In fact, they yeah. are stick and flick. They actually have like 
they, they the have signs about stick yeah. and flick yeah say go stick and flick go stick and flick yourself um mm. anyway before that i was picking it up and i would put it in the car and in the summer especially if you put it in the footwell of the car and you forget about it for a couple of days you know about it after a couple of days when you, Do you know what car, I did? It just flies on the inside of your car like someone's dead in there. So there was um, there's some woods near us. Ralphie absolutely adores, and there's no um, poo bins in the woods or at the entrance to the woods either. So we take the bags back, and so I put them in the boot because um, it's furthest away from us, and then you, you must remember to obviously take them out. But before that, I had seen someone else put the bag on like the bit between the bottom of the windscreen and the top of the hood of the bonnet yeah underneath like un- like wrapped around their wiper yeah yeah so i put it there but then i think it must have been the heat from the engine <laughs> cooked it on the way home and it all the smell all started coming in through the car and i was like i'm never doing that again okay it's so disgusting there's a number of issues with that i've done that and gone into a car wash before and forgotten oh, it's there until shit. i look i'm like sitting there minding my own business and then it's just like what's that brown stuff on the back of the wind oh <laughs> no fearing it all over the car oh. um and yeah there's been a number there's been a couple of times where julius has done that and i've been driving behind him and it's come loose and smashed into my windscreen and like shit everywhere so just... uh yeah put it in the car basically. yeah put it yeah. in the car should I tell you my get in the bin? Yeah. So my get in the bin, and this is feedback that I will give to the run show as well, and this is no shade on them specifically. It's more shade, I guess, on the NEC and their uh, vendors. Um, My get in the bin is all weekend at the run show, and partly this is my fault, but also, hear me out, I had a massive backpack, which Ali will attest to because I bought it to dinner on Friday night because I was working in Birmingham City Centre Friday from Friday morning and then went straight over to the NEC for the weekend for the run show. And so I had everything that I needed for three days in just one backpack. I've got to be it, honest with you, listener. It was bloody impressive. It was pretty impressive. It was full. But bearing was impressive. In, bearing in mind, I had a a full outfit change for the awards due. Mm-hmm. Running gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I ran. <laughs> I thought I thought I might be able to run on Sunday. Um, and yeah, just everything that I needed for the weekend, basically. And there was absolutely zero space. There was just about space for my water bottle, which I was like, I absolutely need to take that. That is a must. There was no space for anything else. And I was like, shit, I should really take some snacks because there's no like little Tesco Express or anything. Once you get to the NEC, once you get to the NEC, it is literally just like Nando's, ZZ's, Pizza Express, did find a this, but I found it at the end. Oh, I didn't there. see that. That's annoying. Yeah. Oh, actually, this might be my fault then, rather than no. It's quite anything. far away from the hall. Like it was on the way out when I was like wriggling my way through to car parks. So basically, it got to Sunday, and I I was like, so I I full on had a salad for tea on Saturday night because I was like, all I've eaten is beige, and on Sunday I was like, I really fancy a snack, but. I really want fruit. Like I, I don't want chocolate. I don't want crisps. I don't want sweets. I don't want anything like that. I just want some fruit. Mm-hmm. So I went and asked the guys at the running channel. I was like, guys, have you got any fruit in your snacks? And they were like, we've got fruit pastels. I was like, that's not quite. And I was like, 
uh, do you know where I could get some fruit? And so one of the guys, Tom, was like, I'll go and find you some. He went and did a full lap of the show, came back and he was like, I'm so sorry, there is no fruit to be had. Like, I can't buy you fruit anywhere in this show. That is mental. For runners, like, you know, we're fit, we're healthy, we like healthy food and stuff. Why was there no fruit available? Like, there wasn't even like a freshly squeezed orange juice or like a smoothie bar or anything. There were hot duck wraps. Oh my God, that's the hot duck wraps were right near the uh, Green Runners area. (laughs) I was like, you poor (laughs) vegan (laughs) bastards. (laughs) (laughs) They're Um, not all necessarily vegan, but yes. No, they literally all are. They literally all are. Um, okay, but that is interesting because yeah. every like you just expect there to be someone there. You know, in when you get to like Bangkok and you get those great big pots of like fruit and they just yeah, you. like that. Like, where's yeah. the fruit, guys? Because yeah, I was the same. Everything I ate was yellow. Even yeah. like the the like a little pot of yummy I had, which was like rice and it was like a little mm. sort of fusion pot. Yeah, it was all yellow. In the words of Coldplay, yeah. it was all yellow. And uh, even when I went to the hotel. It was all yellow. Everything mm. was fucking yellow. That's probably yeah. why I feel like I got rickets. Yeah. I eat a bag of spinach. So it is really hard when you're like working away and stuff. Like it is really hard to actually stay on top of like eating a balanced and like good diet, I think. Yeah. Like, and you can be like, of course, you can be prepared, but stuff like fruit, raspberries, blueberries, you need to like, yeah. like bananas, stuff you can actually, they all get bashed and bruised. You've got this massive bag. And also, you don't have an hour to peruse the stands for your lunch. You have 10 minutes to eat your lunch. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I would, hey, let's do a shout out to people who want to come to the running show with their fruit-based With your fruit-based stalls, please. Yes, please. Have you got to get in the bin? I got one from a listener. Have you? Yeah. Lucy Preston via Insta. Yeah. She is a new listener. She's currently 12 episodes through. She's not putting us in the bin, is she? Yeah, no shot. She's not. Oh, phew. Anywho, yeah. she loves podcasts. She says, "Good." I'm going to read the whole thing out, and we'll get to the get in the bin. She okay. says, "Adopting the same same structure, my win is finding this podcast, which has really given me so much inspiration, particularly the chats about body image, which made me feel like I wasn't alone in my thoughts." Great, love it. Her grim is other runners that don't smile back when we smile at them. We've covered that. Yeah, I think she's yeah. She's either agreeing or she hasn't got to that episode yet. Yep. Her get in the bin. She says, I hope you're sitting comfortably. Oh, God, am I going to get angry? I don't know about this because I sort of know a bit about this, but I'm wondering if it's if it's a phenomenon. So I feel like this is this is Lucy, not me. I feel like over lockdown or since lockdown, there are a number of ex-reality TV stars, read privileged white dudes, who took up running, including running ultras. And I feel like they're ruining running for me. Oh, hear me out. If you don't already agree. These guys have been running for like two years and are now offering coaching, same as me, uh, and mentoring and doing... You've been running longer than two years, you bozo. I only been coaching two years. So these guys have been running for literally two years and are now offering coaching and mentoring and doing some ridiculous made-up challenges to raise awareness for things that don't actually need raising awareness for. Now, I totally appreciate this is a me problem and I'm obviously projecting my own insecurities, but I can't be alone in thinking, one, there seems to be an influx in these guys and they seem to be taking over. Two. Right. Yeah. They've all been running about five minutes but seem to be somehow overnight experts. Three. Yeah. They're doing weird challenges that don't seem to have any real basis except for them having platforms to show off. And four. <laughs> they all 
nearly without fail, have started some kind of run club to eradicate loneliness or something vague like that. Lucy continues, I realise I have written a massive paragraph that I yeah. didn't really mean to, but this is really just annoys me. Okay. So then she Do you feel better for getting that off your chest, Lucy? I oh, oh, there's more. No, no, yeah. no, no. Then she goes into like nice things about okay. like, how great we are and how wonderful we are and how basically we should run the country. So, uh, yeah. But this Yeah. I live in an echo chamber on Insta. Yeah. I just don't follow people that get on my tits. I just no. unfollow them. On, a, on the regular I probably follow maybe a thousand people and like I could probably get rid of half of them um because I don't really I'm not really bothered about it I just want to be in the playground so maybe I should be looking at these people but then my blood pressure will go up and I'll get upset are you aware of this phenomenon no I don't know what she's talking about either so well no I, I don't and um so maybe uh Lucy and I know that you have fully admitted that this is a, a you thing maybe yeah just don't follow them like if they're getting on your tits just don't follow it and um and yeah but it does sound like um so but there are i know there are people who are maybe from different sports and like then get into running and then they're like I guess the one that we're both like know of is like the davinia taylor type person like where they are spouting stuff that's just rubbish and i can see yeah, there's a couple yeah. of there's a couple of made in chelsea's love islanders that i know have done race to the car phone warehouse and are now experts in ultra running and do oh, come okay. out with some absolute okay. bullshit the only yeah. reason i know this is because gary house puts them on his basically parodies them that's the only oh. way i know about them the gary house parodies nice. if you don't follow gary yeah. House's instagram you should but i think yeah. i just think look live and let live Live and let live, live and let, that's live and let die. Um, I think live and let live. Look, I think, look, if people are running, then great. The more people that run, the better. And, you know, I think sometimes we do get a little bit bogged down in like people who annoy us and maybe annoy us for whatever reason. And it take. I think it takes more effort to be annoyed by them. Like just, just let them get on with it. And if they you don't eventually like it, you they will fall on their own swords. Yeah, they'll fall on their own swords. So if you don't think about like spouting off about stuff you don't know about, if you do end yeah. up injured or like ill, yeah, uh, most of the time. And if they're, they're if they're sorry, I was going to say like if they're not experienced in their coaching, like that is bullshit. But you know, there there'll be the proof is in the pudding. Like, are their coaches actually doing all right? That's up to them. But also like. Just don't don't go to them for coaching. Absolutely, don't go to them for coaching. I know a really good coach. I'm I know following. an award winning coach. Um, I know, I know who actually coached coach. me. Yeah. So, um, Ali Bailey is an excellent, <laughs> an excellent coach. Um, but yeah, no, I get it. I and and I understand where Lucy's coming from. Like, I don't want to be like Lucy. Come on, sort yourself out. But <laughs> if you know what, you know, I totally, I totally identify. You, just... I identify with Ashfields, and I, but yeah. what I've done is I've just unfollowed them. I've just got yeah. them out of my life. And yeah. you know, it's like now I don't you live see a happier them life for it. I live yeah. a happier life for it. I live in my own little bubble, which I think yeah. we, to a point we'd all do because we've yeah. got to survive. And if we start to think about everything, the bigger world, we get this existential crisis going on. So mm-hmm. I would say follow the people that inspire you, follow the people you trust. Um, and, yeah. and anyone that pisses you off, just bit them off. Bin them. Yeah. Get in the bin. Bin. Great. Great. All right. Do you want to talk about the playlist? 
Yeah, I haven't added much to the playlist this week because I've been busy, but I'm in the car on Thursday all day. Okay. So I'm going to have a playlist fandango. Okay, fine. If you want to get involved in that playlist fandango, listener, if you're out on your run now and you're going to listen to something that's not the playlist after us uh, and you hear a banger on that run, video yourself video you run <laughs> add the song to your little video on instagram on stories and tag at ultrasound system pod and then uh, ali will have a playlist of fandango mm. and if you don't do that then i will have my own playlist fandango on my own in the car in the first six and a half hours and it will just be horrible for everybody at the end probably yeah. okay Most so please please get involved i've got some correspondence in the corner I really need a jingle for this. Hey, podcast, if anybody here is available for jingle writing or has a piano, then wants to write us a jingle, do write us a jingle. We'd love to or a xylophone. Yeah, a xylophone or an accordion or a mouth organ, maybe not a mouth organ, or parrot set bagpipes. I Pick feel pen. like correspondence in the corner would be a really good, like, correspondence. Yeah. Correspondence, news, happenings, things. Done. Okay. First, correspondence is in the form of a voice note. It comes from Emma. Ali, you spoke to Emma at the run show. I did. And she, um, and you, as well as asking about um, what was the weirdest thing on sale at the National Running Show, mm-hmm. you also asked people what they love about the podcast. Did. I was trying to get a bit of feedback while I was there. Well, this is some feedback. Emma has revised her submission. I mean, Emma was nervous. Hi. I um, met Ali at the running show this weekend, and Ali asked me um, what I found, what I enjoyed the most about Did you hear that? Yeah, that was a mouse. I saw it. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no. I'm going to start again. For some reason, my Amazon started playing. Oh my god! Stop! Oh, stop interrupting the podcast! Oh my god, listeners, it's Neil (gasps) dropping in. Yeah, sabotaging Neil, playing a song through my Alexa. You know the one that goes da 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 you're ready for this why is he doing that is that your sexy song does that mean that he wants you to come downstairs no and then and then he dropped in and did an announcement and said put that on the playlist that was unacceptable behavior that is unacceptable hijacking the pod the pod however what's it called it's not, that's not called. the one. That's not the one. You're thinking of a different one. Okay. Well, what is it called? Ask Neil what it's called. Alexa, announce. What's the announcement? What's that song called and who's it by? <laughs> Great content. <laughs> What's that song called and who's it by? Oh, he's just texted me. It's called Bongo Song. Bongo Bongo song. song by Safari Duo. I've got it. It's on. We've added it. There you go. Right. There you go. Anyway. That's how you do it, everybody. If you walk past Anna's house, shout very loudly. Alexa, announce. You'll be <laughs> able to get the songs on the playlist. 
Sorry about that rude interruption there. Anyway, I thought he's going to do that again. He's going to do that again. He better not. <laughs> right. He won't. Emma, not we're listening. Words. Right, we're Emma. Honest. Here we go. Let's go. Hi. I um, met Ali at the running show this weekend, and Ali asked me um, what I found, what I enjoyed the most about the pod. And I gave a really lame answer, um, and I'd like to revise it, please. So I love listening to the podcast because I really enjoy the honesty that you approach everything with. But most of all, you two make it okay to find things scary and hard and yet have a go anyway. Um, you don't say that you can just go out and do an ultra and it'll be fine. You say go and have a go and it might not be fine, but that's okay too. And that's what I find inspiring about your podcast. Thanks. <laughs> oh, don't say things like that to a hormonal pregnant woman. Genuinely, I heard it and I was like, I think I'm going to cry. Don't show Anna babies because she cried. Um, that's so nice. Thanks, Emma. Like, and I really appreciate that because I actually I think I was talking to you. I actually listened to a podcast on the way here, on the way to the... Mm. Mm. Uh, because I was doing some research on the young mm. whippersnapper Jack Scott. And they were talking about running. And I was like, what? Because they were like, talking. <laughs> I was like, they were like, yeah, I just went out for a, um, actually just went out for a casual 13 miler. You know, it was a, yeah, no, it was like an hour and a half. I was like, pardon? Yeah. A casual 13 yeah. miler, it's an hour and a half. That's fine if that's what you can do. But for the majority yeah, of, of people it's in relative. the world, it's not possible. I was yeah. like, I'm going to turn this off because I'm not a proper runner. Uh, so actually, I don't listen to running podcasts, but I think ours is very different to normal running podcasts because of that. Yeah. Like, I like podcasts. We're a bit out. shit. Yeah, we're a bit shit. And we, take, <laughs> and we take we take that hour. It's like I'm looking forward to listening on Saturday morning when I'm on the art to the podcast because I know it's an hour where it's just a conversation that me and you have had that doesn't talk yeah. about fucking running. Yeah, like and that, and I don't like things I have to really concentrate on. Like murder mysteries yeah. and things. I try, yeah. but I have system in the car. So actually, I love that. And I didn't actually realise that was a thing that people took from it. And so I'm really glad yeah. that they do take that from it because running is scary and it is hard and it is silly. And like that's why not everyone does it. So, but again, like you say, Emma, it's absolutely fine to go and do something for it not to go well the first time and then yeah. to go and do it again and for it not to go well the second time. And just to, that's what life is, isn't it? It's a series of errors that lead to getting stuff yeah. right. Definitely. Like there was someone who came up to me at the run show at the weekend and was like, I'm thinking of signing up to do the Seven Valleys. I was like, amazing. It's a beautiful race. And they were like, yeah, so um, what advice have you got? And I was like, well, what's the furthest you've run? He was like, well, I've done a half marathon. And I was like, and would you be... She's got big Sorry, eyes, my... listener. They've got my eyes. face was like, like googly Whoa. eyes. Whoa. And I was like, okay, and would you be looking to sign up to do the Seven Valleys Ultra this year? And they, and they were like, yeah. And I was like, um okay I mean I'm not one to to poo-poo an idea and I you know I don't want I don't want to be that sort of like negative Nancy but just to put it into perspective and like just to be a little bit real here that you're gonna die valleys is a, <laughs> it's a hundred kilometers and I was like it's really hilly it's like different terrain and they were like well you know I'll, I'll be doing a, a road marathon in the spring and I was like yeah, but you need to be like training for the Seven Valleys from like now. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to go to at least one of the Seven Valleys. <laughs> yeah. And so, like I say, look, I'm not one to like dampen people's spirits. And I think everyone should have a go at stuff for sure. But I think there's, you know, there is a, a sense of being realistic here. And there is like a, it's it is other, hard. There's other it's amounts fine to of have valleys. a go. There's other amounts of valleys, yeah. isn't there? 
And that's what I said. I said, why don't you try the two this year? And I'm not being like, um, that's not me being facetious, but like genuinely having bitten a chunk out of the seven valleys this year, uh, last year and finding it incredibly difficult and, and actually having had like skills in the mountain, a long training block, et cetera. I, I would definitely go back and do the two and like just work my way up. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, you know, I think I'm glad that Emma takes that from us as well. That is like, you know, yes, it is actually a bit scary and there are difficult things out there. It's fine to have a go. Mm -hmm. but just know that actually it might not go right. And that's also fine. Do you know, I had a similar, That's I think that's really good advice as well, because I think since the spine has been quite in the news. Yeah, very and, in the news. You know, you got Jack with his just super Jack, the rock yeah. star. Even Damo, the rock star. All of them are rock yeah. stars. Hannah yeah. Rickman. Yeah. Rock, rock star. star. Right. They come across those lines. And actually, Robin Cassidy said this to me. I was in a name drop. I, on the spine safety team, I was with Robin Cassidy. She was... um. She won the Dragons back last year, right? She won mm -hmm. the Dragons back, casual. I was also with Simon Roberts. He won the Dragons back as well. The company of people I keep. Um, Fabulous. I spoke to Robin. She was like, the thing about, because I said to her, like, it pisses me off. They just showed the, the top half of the of, of the people and they don't show the yeah. suffering at the back whereas the spine does that. It shows the people yeah. right at the back and yeah. who, are the, who are the big heroes because they're out for longer. So, and Robin said, I worked so hard for that race, but you didn't see any of it. All you saw in the media was like my me looking really calm, collected and cool, because that was at the beginning of the day. She didn't see, they're not on the hill when I'm crying. They're not on the mm. hill when I'm hugging my parents. Mm. They're not on the hill when I feel like absolute dog shit. And she was like, I yeah. worked so hard to win that race. So yeah. hard before, yeah. during and after, but no one saw anything but the glory. Like, and she was like, so yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think that with, you know, we see the shiny bits. We see Jack walking towards... Did you see the video, the Innovate video, and walking towards the stage? He looked like yeah. Bono on tour. Like, the man's, like, how is he doing that? But he's a phenomenon, and it's a one-off. And these, and it's the creme de la creme of the top that you see in there. Like, same yeah. with Mo Farah. That's a creme de la creme. But we know with Mo, because of the Olympic medals, we know that's out of reach. Yeah. And I think, especially Seven Valleys, it's a great... Colin was on our Blind Date race director panel, and he was really great. Marie Burton was the question asker she's actually doing five valleys she's chosen oh, yeah. him to do five valleys so you've got two valleys five valleys seven valleys 13 valleys right yeah so many valleys all the valleys the thing you've got to do this guy who spoke to you is volunteer so maybe yes. go at the 13 valleys and see yeah. what it's really like see Which the state what marie did yes see the state of people coming in see the state yeah. of their faces their mental state if you're thinking of doing any spine races, volunteer on the spine first. See the yeah. state of those people, the real people at the back of the pack, not just the elites in their little yeah. train coming over Snake Pass. Like, yeah. really be realistic because it's all an adventure and it's and I'm not someone to poo-poo stuff either, but at the same time, we don't live in a fucking fairy story and you can't just no. go and believe you can do something hard and do it. It's about yeah. experience. It's about looking after yourself. If you go into yeah. it without experience and don't look after yourself... The safety team has to come out and get you. That's not yeah. cool. It puts no. in danger. So all of this stuff, like really start little and like get and, and do your homework and get excited. Yeah. You meet the most incredible people. You have the most incredible journey. And it's all the all the better when you get to that point where you're like, oh, I feel like I'm really equipped to give this a go. Even if you don't finish it, doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. But not no. finishing it when you're equipped with, with the knowledge yeah. is different yeah. to going into it like an absolute bell end with no knowledge. So, yeah. and also it's a lot of money to piss down the drain if you're not going to finish it. Like if it's, you know, if you're definitely not ready to go into 
to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, sometimes me and Kirsty work out there's people that, that, that really get into trouble early on. The yeah. pounds per mile that they spent on the race. <laughs> Some of it's like 86 pounds a mile. Jesus. Um, but yeah, I think that it's really important to say, and it's really important also to make sure that everybody knows, and we've said this before, it's not normal running ultras. We're not just saying everybody does it and everybody finds it easy and everybody, it's not. We no. all of, both of us train really, really hard. That's why, you, mm. you know, you're discombobulated at the moment because you're used to going out and doing the miles. Like it's, we both work really, really hard. Don't take it for granted and don't know what's going to happen. I'm doing the arc this weekend. I don't Yay! know what's going to happen. No. Well, at least you're not going to be freezing cold. I'm going to be wearing a bikini shorts. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really, you know, I know that there's that like giddy feeling, especially coming out of the running show. I'm going to sign up for the spy. It's like, yeah, really, really don't. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just bad for the safety team. It's bad for you. Like it's, it's, uh, there's so many amazing race companies offering like gateway drugs. Take the gateway drugs first. Yeah, definitely. Um, Final correspondence in the corner comes from Ooh. katie and i like this one because this sort of is like a, you know how we were saying like oh there are some things that you can learn from this podcast as well like we're not just all we're not all ranty we're not all chatty like there are some we've tips in learned there. that baby Nuggets. bumps don't get hair on don't get furry yeah. that's a good learn today well done, Ali. thank you so katie sent in some string vest chat Ooh. hashtag said, vest chat when I was about 10, we went on a rowing boat trip down the Dordogne. I love saying that, by the way. Dordogne? Dordogne. You can call your baby Dordogne. Just middle name. Dordogne. 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 Um, and although it was sunny, we were in the shade a lot of the time and I got really cold. One of the absolute legends of the group of middle-aged French men that were piloting the boats gave me a string vest to put on over my T-shirt, which I thought was a bit weird. But I've never forgotten how warm it was. Maybe I should get one for the winter. So okay. for anyone, anyone who skipped, you should not have, skipped the Stu Smith episode, Legends episode, um, we had some string vest chat about how a uh, string vest is a great layer for keeping you warm in the winter uh, and in Baltic conditions. Mm -hmm. And um, he came and did a little chat about being an onion on your workshop at the yeah, weekend I, I just yeah I was like what are you doing he had this little picture of an onion with a face and he kept sticking it everywhere I was like what are you doing you're ruining my area uh but yeah he did and it was very well attended and he had like maybe 20 people in the palm of his little onion hand and he was talking about layering um and uh I thought that story from Katie was going to involve her putting the string vest on and then getting sunburned and having like the chest pattern all over her but it didn't um and if you look now Om and all those race companies are making this weird these weird tops that have got, do you remember in the 90s, like there's like velvety knitted tops? Yeah. They're like that. They've got gaps in them. They're basically like woolly string vests. Everyone's oh. wearing them. Everyone on the arc had one because they're lightweight, they wick, they dry quick, and they keep you super warm. The inside of yeah. my performance hybrid jacket is like it. Um, and uh, so they're basically the new string vest. But yeah, Stu was incredible. He did a great workshop and I would recommend anyone who is interested in the outdoors, even people interested in doing seven ballets or the spine, go and do a yeah. NAV4 adventure course. Go yes. and do one because there's so much knowledge there. Great weekend in the lakes. You'll get to go and yeah. see the lakes. And yeah. uh, honestly, I'm so grateful that he came down because I know it was out of his comfort zone and it, watching him set up an emergency shelter in the, <laughs> in the <laughs> NEC. I was just like, what's he doing? I can't even bother to stop him. There's like 20 people under that and people can't get past. And if, oh if health and safety see it, we're going to have a problem. 
But he, was, he said to me, I just wanted a brew. I hadn't had a brew for a while. <laughs> Sat there with Jack Boyle in the middle of the thing. But um, yeah, string bests are the one. Don't underestimate the best of string. No, indeed. All right, there we go. That brings us nicely to the end of episode 36 of the Bailey and Harding Ultrasound System. So, big weekend coming up. I'm living vicariously through you at the moment, Ali. Uh, it is Arc Weekend. Oh, it's the Arc of Attrition. Yeah. So, uh, 100 feeling? miles. I'm feeling great. 100 miles, coast path, Coverack to Port Tawan. Mm-hmm. Starts on Friday at 12 p.m. You won't be able to dot watch because it'll be over by the time you listen to this. <laughs> but that's what I'm doing. I feel all right. I feel very, very calm. I'm going to go and have a nice day out on the hill. I'm, I love people, but I'm sick to death of people. So I just want to be on my own. And I'm going to have a great time. What are you doing? Perfect. Uh, this weekend, I would like to hopefully get back to running. So I've already I've put in my schedule that I will be going to a park run because I'm going to get my G this week, which is fine to say because this for like two weeks. So they won't all turn up as well. Um, yeah, that's a good uh, thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's so, a grandson. great denim. Great denim. Denham. Oh. Uh, and I'm also teaching. Uh, at the gym this weekend as well. I'm doing Ooh. some extra work. So, yeah, I'm a, I am have not got a very exciting weekend. Oh, but I'm going to the Panto on Sunday evening. Hurrah. What? Yeah. That's a late Panto. Yeah, they only put it on in January. I think that's because, like, it's, um like, really local. It's just literally the local rugby one. One of the girls from my S&C class is in it, so I said I'd go. And... um uh yeah so it's like super duper local so i guess people like don't do it over christmas because people are busy it's weird you know is it gonna be christmasy what is it is it mother goose what is it i think it's cinderella oh uh awesome it's awesome don't be sad like seriously do you really want to be on that coast path in the middle of january I'll just live it vicariously through you. I'll just watch your stories. Are you going to story it? I'm going to try, but I can't really be fucked. I'll give my thing to Lorna. I'll give her my yeah. login and she can do it when she sees me. She's crewing. And um, yeah. but to be honest with you, like I don't even know if I can be bothered, which is really bad. I'm getting so bored of Instagram. I was rubbish at the running show. I just was like, I'm just talking to Same. actual people. It's like I'm having moments with people that I don't want to just... So I took some videos and put them up afterwards, but really, nah. Yeah. I'll, I'll do my best, but it's very, very dark for a long time. There's a film you can watch, though, if you go and... If you want to go and watch a film back the afternoon, starring me called Ali it's on Vimeo go and look at Toby Lowe photography on Instagram he made it so you'll be able to see what we're doing because that was filmed last year excellent spoiler alert I finish it <laughs> there are a couple of um there are a couple of arc documentaries uh kicking around on YouTube actually I remember watching one back in the day that was pirate so- is the classic yeah, yeah that's it I love that one that's good yeah. great uh, all right I love you I love you. Be safe. Be sensible. Be awesome. I love you. Bye. I love you. Bye.